Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into another edition of Gamecock Central Radio. I am Wes Mitchell alongside Chris Clark talking about, of course, uh, South Carolina. Clemson week as the Gamecocks get ready for the uh, final game of the season at Williams-Brice Stadium. Noon kickoff against the Tigers. South Carolina heavy underdogs, as you would expect. Chris, uh, as you look at this game, I know most of the people there on our GamecockCentral.com message boards not too, um, I guess, thrilled about the Gamecocks' chances in this. But what uh, what would it take for South Carolina to make this uh not necessarily even win the game. What what would it take to make this uh, a close game? What would it, what would it take to make Clemson sweat in this football game? I think uh, you know the the short answer is that Clemson. I think we'll have to have an off day, and South Carolina will have to have its best game of the season. You know, I think that's the that's the short answer. Uh, long answer is. You know, I think South Carolina is going to have to try to find a way to win up front, and that's something they have not done lately. They've not done it against the Citadel even. Uh, The Citadel uh, pushed them around. Uh, Really, the offensive line pushed around the defensive line and and vice versa uh, for the Citadel, and that's an FCS team that's not uh, nearly as big, strong, fast, or even talented as as Clemson is, or South Carolina on, on paper. So I think that's South Carolina's biggest concern. And a lot of things that Clemson does very well, running quarterback who can also throw it, you know, playmakers who can get out in space, fast defense, those things are, are things that South Carolina struggled with and they're very concerning. But, you know, to make them sweat, I think South Carolina needs to find a way to control the lines of scrimmage or at least play a lot better than they have, you know, establish the running game, not turn the ball over. And then just play sound assignment football. But to me, the battle up front is going to be the biggest thing that USC has to do to, to make this one close. Yeah, and I, I think um, the the biggest question, the, the first question is going to be to me, you know, what uh, what is South Carolina's mindset coming into this game? What uh, mm-hmm. you know, is this team looking at this? Uh, you know, as they've kind of said publicly a little bit, a couple of guys I've heard say. Uh, you know, this this is basically South Carolina's bowl game. Um, you know, are they going to look at it as an opportunity to go out as, as winners on senior day when literally, you know, South Carolina's used to playing in bowls, but literally this is this is the last time this team will ever be on a field together. Uh, you know, are, are they going to kind of rally the troops one last time? Do they have it in them to pull it together one last time to at least, uh, you know, give it their best effort and, and kind of, you know, take advantage of the fact that there literally is no pressure on them at all. No one expects them to win this game. No one expects it to even be close. Uh, so I, I think that's the biggest, that's the first thing that has to happen, is South Carolina has to maybe want this game a little bit more than Clemson, and then Clemson has to maybe, you know, take South Carolina just a little bit lightly. Um, I was actually a little intrigued by, you know, some of the Clemson player comments this week. Uh you know, Clemson sounds like a very, very confident 
football team right now, and with good reason. They're undefeated for a reason. Um, everything. My, my biggest question going into this game, not that it would even guarantee a, a win at all. We all, we all know at the end of the day, you know, talent, execution, game plan, um, you know, is probably more important. But, you know, I think the Citadel last week showed you the difference in one team that kind of uh, is approaching a game with absolute focus and one team that, you know, maybe was, was going through the motions a little bit. So, um, to me, the first thing that has to happen for South Carolina to pull an upset is for them to just show up and uh, play, the, especially the beginning of the game, like they want it more than Clemson and like they're more focused than Clemson. Yeah, and you know that that's a huge concern to me. I, I think people, for if you're a South Carolina fan, you got to be worried about the effort level. You know, there's so much frustration surrounding this program right now, and and you know, honestly, not a lot left to actually play for. So you just have to, you know, some guys playing in their last football game for South Carolina who have had otherwise some pretty good careers in Columbia. So. It's a big concern, you know. Lots of frustration, and you, you get the feel that if Clemson comes out and you know, say, jumps on South Carolina early, scores a couple times, shuts them down on offense, then it could be over fairly quickly. To be honest, I mean, I really sort of get that feel. But we'll have to see. Uh, you know, USC is definitely going to have to, like you said, execute better, play better. But they are going to have to come out with fire and effort very early, and and just try to take this into you know, halftime is a close game, because if not, it, like I said, I think it'll be over fairly quickly. And I think if you're South Carolina, if you're hoping for Clemson to come out flat, I mean, that's possible. But, you know, and, and just I talked with Chris Ard about this from Tiger Illustrated. He has a piece with us on Gamecock Central right now where he discusses a lot of the storylines. And he said the way Dabo Swinney prepares – you know, it doesn't guarantee a letdown, but it, it really they, they pr- prepare the same way every game, um, whether they're playing, you know, Notre Dame or Syracuse or Appalachian State or whoever it may be. And so you would think they're going to take that same approach from South Carolina. Now, will some players in the back of their minds will it have an effect? I guess it's possible, but um, I think Clemson realizes what's at stake here too because they've got to win this game probably to get into the playoff. I mean, they can't have a loss to South Carolina on their resume um, and, and still expect to make it, in my opinion. So yeah, I'd you, expect them to stay focused. You, you can ask North Carolina about that. Um, <laughs> right. The, uh, you, know, I, you know, real quick, I, I think it's worth mentioning, the, um, you know, a couple of juniors. We don't know yet on Sky Moore. I think um, the sense is that Sky Moore would probably, um, you know, I, I think – look at the NFL waters, but, you know, we'll leave that to Sky to, to say. He said earlier this week that he would not, uh, um, had not made a decision yet, was not going to walk during senior day. Um, but but Farrah Cooper had actually came out from his dad in the state newspaper that he, um, you know, is, is planning for this to be his last year. I, I guess what what would you say Farrah Cooper has has meant to this program in uh, in your eyes, because I, you know, I'm I'm watching the guy against the Citadel last week. You're talking about, you know, this is a three-win South Carolina team, an FCS opponent. South Carolina really was losing for most of that game. This guy comes off injured. You know, it's like he can barely walk to his wide receiver spot. But then you see him just gutting out plays, uh, breaking tackles, spinning off dudes, refusing to go down. Um, you know, as talented as we all know Farrow Cooper is, I think what I will most remember about Farrow Cooper 
is not only has he done everything just the right way on and off the field, he you could tell he was a good kid all the way back from, you know, I remember staying in touch with him when he was at Havelock, just an all-around great human being. But I think one of the toughest dudes to ever play for South Carolina because I, I think a lot of people don't uh, realize how many games last year that Farrow was actually held out of practice during the week and, you know, was in a yellow jersey with some with some injury or some, mm-hmm. you know, bruise, uh, banged up here, banged up there, and I think they really just stopped putting him on the injury list because um, mm-hmm. you just you knew the kid was going to play come Saturday. So um, I, I think Farrow Cooper, considering as many different ways as he helps the team, you know, from Wildcat to actually a little bit of, you know, run, running up in the backfield at the running back spot when he motions back there, wide receiver, um, punt returner. He was a kick returner earlier in his career. Um, wow. You know, there there's just not enough good things I could say about Farrah Cooper. Yeah, he's very, very tough. I mean, he's he's been – and he's been banged up this year. It's, it's pretty apparent, you know, even though we haven't heard a lot about – I mean, he's he has been held out of practice some this season, but it just doesn't get talked about a lot. Nobody makes a big deal about it because he just – puts his head down and keeps working and even though this is his last game he's not going to mail it in you know we, i mean you can be com- totally confident in that um and there's some guys where you couldn't say that in the past i mean I, I i think we've watched games at some schools including south carolina where you know it's a guy's last game and they're out there just sort of going half speed and and that's not going to happen with pharaoh uh, i mean we, we all know that but yeah he's just it's just a great story and it's a guy that went from you know, a guy that didn't have many major offers was a two-star guy. I still remember so many Gamecock fans saying he wasn't good enough to play at South Carolina. And, you know, then he showed out during the Shrine Bowl and ranking moved up and all that. And obviously he's proved himself here. So just a tremendous player, a great kid. Like you said, I've, I've enjoyed uh, following him and, and covering him for sure. Yeah, and one of those one of those guys I, I think that, um, you know, we uh, we don't – I think fan, fans don't really – you don't get it unless you're on our side of the thing. You know, like we, we don't really it, – it's different watching these guys play than it is being a fan, you know. But I, I think um, just as a fan of, of football in general, um, Farrow's definitely a guy I'm just going to miss having around just because he uh, – he's just been – to me, he's just been so likable from the second you, you know, first met him, uh, you know, back when he was in high school. Just a, a likable dude. Like I said, just Farrow, one of uh, one of the most likable dudes I, I think I've ever seen come through here. So definitely someone, Chris, that I am going to miss uh, just just being around the program. Uh, now back to the uh, actual game, and, and of course, uh, Gamecock fans uh, who want to, and, and I, I guess uh, with the timing of this, we're probably we're not going to talk much coaching search in this version of the podcast. We'll probably get to it later because. Um, I think the timetable is going to be directly affected by some games this weekend that, depending on when you're hearing this, either will be over with or not over with yet. So uh, make sure you're checking out GamecockCentral.com for your uh, coverage, for our coverage of uh, the Gamecocks uh, coaching search. Uh, Now, Clemson, Carolina, Saturday. I I know that she posts all of our predictions on the front page um, on Saturday morning. But, uh, Chris, give us a preview. Uh, if you want to give a score, go for it. If not, what, what are your what, – what's going what's gonna to happen tomorrow? Can, 
We know they can, but will South Carolina keep it close? You know, I've closed. I'm picking South Carolina to to lose by three touchdowns. I'm I'm go ahead and just spill it. It's going to be, or it's not going to be. I I think my predictions are. uh, I've rarely gotten a score prediction actually right. I've gotten a few close, but um, I think it's going to be 38 to 17 Clemson. (laughs) You know, I think they're just going to have too much. Uh, to be honest, I think, you know, offensively, Clemson's a bad matchup for South Carolina. A lot of the things they've struggled with stopping this year, which I know some people are probably listening to this saying, well, they've struggled stopping everything, and that's true. But, um, you know, just having a mobile quarterback who can throw it and not being able to get pressure and all those athletes out on the perimeter are going to be very difficult to deal with. And then, you know, it's tough to look at what happened last week with the Citadel and see South Carolina not be able to, say, run the ball on those guys and just project them to be able to do it against Clemson. I mean, that's hard That's hard to see. Is it possible? I guess, because we've seen games in this rivalry before where South Carolina couldn't run the ball and, and did it on Clemson. So um, it's possible. Um, you never know what's going to happen in a game like this, but I just look at Clemson's roster and I see more talent. I see them playing better and producing. It's tough for me to pick. Uh, South Carolina to pull the upset in this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, and uh, I, and I promise anybody, listen, we didn't talk about this at all ahead of time, uh, but I, I have 34-17 Clemson, so I'm uh, I'm right there with you. Maybe maybe a couple of South Carolina forces a couple of field goals uh, to keep it maybe a little bit closer than it than it would have been otherwise. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I think for South Carolina to win the game, they're they're going to need Clemson to turn the ball over. Um, you know, and, and this. These are all like football cliches. It's not like I'm not telling anybody, I guess, anything they don't know. But Clemson, Clemson's got to turn the ball over. South Carolina's got to score touchdowns instead of field goals. Not turn the ball over. You know, all those things that that can lead to upsets. If if those things are like even, you know, if if the turnovers are even, if the red zone stuff is even, then I, I don't see any way South Carolina wins. You know, those those type things are the way that games that shouldn't be close become close. And and like you said, you know, if it if it goes into the half, you know, 17-14 or something, then um, maybe Clemson gets tight. You never know. Uh, I think the one weakness Deshaun Watson has is that he has been prone, you know, to put the ball in danger a little bit. Now, he, he does turn right back around and makes a throw that's just not even fair to the defense. So um, he, he makes all the throws. I know that's something that gets thrown around a lot, but he really does. You know, he's a... I think he makes NFL throws pretty often. So, um, and Clemson just throws so much at a defense that, um, you know, it's just, it's just going to be very very difficult. So, uh, there you had it. You said you said thirty eight seventeen, right, Chris? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I got thirty four seventeen. We'll of course have complete coverage of um, the uh, South Carolina Clemson game on Gamecock Central. Um, some recruiting coverage, of course, afterwards, and then. Uh, and then what everyone wants to hear about will be the uh, South Carolina coaching search uh, moving forward. So any, any uh, you got any closing thoughts, Chris? No, I mean, I, I just think it's going to be very interesting. I think the biggest storyline in this game going in is not even the matchups. I just think it's the effort level. I just think it's what kind of energy South Carolina comes out and plays with if they come out early and, and they look fired up and can make some things happen. I do think this will be – a game that has some emotion, whether it's a lot of it or a lack of it, I <laughs> yeah. think is is what we're going to find out fairly quickly. And if it's if there's a lack of it, I think it's going to be an ugly game. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Well, and I, I think um, 
to your point, Chris, probably probably a game that you know that the coaches can yell, scream all they want in the locker room. This is a game that I, I think one of the players or a couple of the players have to get up before the game and say, "Look, you you there's literally nothing to play for, you know, as far as trophies or." You know anything that anyone outside of this locker room is going to care about, or outside of this stadium is going to care about. Um, but this is the last time we're all going to be together. Um, why not go bust our tails one more time? I, I think I think a player has to kind of deliver that and and get the guys to rally around that whole idea of you know playing for the name on the front and the back. Um, because there's a everybody knows there's going to be a lot of changes coming to this program very very soon. So. Um, you know, I, I think you know this. This is when you would want a DJ Swearinger in the locker room uh, to stand up and and fire everybody up. So um, I'm I'm curious to see beforehand, if, you know, if if we hear of of somebody kind of stepping into that role because I think that's what it's going to take. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, these guys at some point they have to find somebody, something to play for, and go do it. And you know, we I do think that's important because if they come out flat, it's going to be over in a hurry. Now, that said, they could still play with a ton of emotion and lose this game because Clemson, I think, you know, is, is from what we've seen on the field this year, is a better team. Um, so they're still going to have to go out there and execute and really play the best game they played all season. No doubt. All right, that's Chris Clark. For Chris, I'm Wes Mitchell. This has been another edition of Gamecock Central Radio. Uh, check us out on GamecockCentral.com and get a uh, 30 30 days of free premium access with the promo code GameCox30. We'll be back with another edition of GameCoxCentral.com radio on Saturday. Hope everyone has a great weekend.